Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome everyone to the Feathered Desert. This episode of our podcast is going to be Birding by Ear in the Southwest Part 5. And this is going to be our final episode of Birding by Ear in the Southwest. So I've pulled out the stop with all the unusual birds we can find here in Arizona. We'll actually be traveling all over the state to meet the birds in this episode. And remember, this is an interactive episode, so have your bird ID guide handy so that you can look at the pictures of the birds as we play their calls. And Cheryl is going to get us started today. Yes, we're going to start off with one of our favorites, the broad-tailed hummingbird. This little beauty is a summer resident of Arizona and can be found almost all over the state except the far southwest western corner. They live in Mexico for most of the year, but breed and raise their young in the mountain ranges from Idaho through the Four Corner states and West Texas. They are about four inches in size. The males have hot pink gular. Sorry, gular. Gular feathers. So you stuck a word in there. Sorry. Gular feathers on their throat with a white chest and belly and green feathers from the top of the head to the tip of the tail and wings. The females lack the pink throat feathers. Instead, they have a speckled throat and buff colored flanks. The species has a short bill compared to other hummingbird species. And this hummingbird has two distinct noises to listen for. One is the jingle of the male as they fly. During breeding season, males make wing trills using the ninth and 10th primary feathers on their wings. This is an important part of their courtship display. To us, it sounds a bit like jingle bells. The second sound they make is the calls that they use to communicate to each other. All right. Up next, we're going to go to the southernmost border of Arizona to find the crested caracara. This is one of my most favorite birds of all time. This is a permanent resident in the areas where it is found, which includes Baja, California to southern Texas, much of Mexico into Panama, and southwestern Louisiana, central Florida, and parts of the West Indies as well as our extreme southern border in Arizona. Once you have seen this bird, you will never mistake it for any other bird. They're an interesting mix of color and features that make them unique. They are considered a large bird and are comparable in size to the red-tailed hawk. 
They have a black-capped head with a white neck and a speckled ring of feathers on the chest and lower neck. Black feathers cover the back, wings, and tail. The legs are yellow. When they're in flight, the primary flight feathers are white. So those ones at the top of the wings, the most, the farthest up at the top, and they'll have black speckling just like the body of the tail. The tail feathers will end in a black band. So the face is what makes this bird so unique. They get their name from the long head feathers that stick out past the back of the skull. Their beak is deep and hooked. This is a big bill. It's almost reminiscent of a dinosaur. In mature adults, the end of the beak is gray, while the section closest to the face is yellow. I know this just sounds crazy. It sounds like we are in some sort of strange painting, but trust me, this is what he looks like. The exposed skin around the beak and eyes is red. Juveniles' face patches are actually white or gray, and their feathers are brown. So these birds are actually in the same family as falcons, but they, so they are considered a bird of prey, but they spend a lot of time on the ground, which is something else that makes them extremely unique. They are quite the sight when you see them as they're walking around like enormous dinosaur-type chickens. They will actually eat carrion, and they'll catch animals such as small turtles, lizards, insects, snakes, and small mammals. And they have been seen eating alongside vultures. So if you're ever out and you happen to see a bunch of vultures in an area and they're all eating on uh, a dead carcass and you're looking at these other birds and it's like, what? What are those things? They're very interesting looking. It's probably a crested caracara. So this very unique bird also has a unique call. They have, it sounds kind of like a rattle that they use when they get upset. And they also have a screeching call as well. So not super pretty calls. But if you hear this, you will never forget that that is the call of the crested caracara. Awesome. I love your descriptions. Yes, thank you. Um, our next bird is one of the largest that can be found in Arizona, the Sandhill Crane is a winter visitor to Arizona, and one of the best places to see them is White Water Draw, wildlife area. They breed from Siberia to Alaska and all across Canada. There are some isolated populations in the Rocky Mountains and Great Lakes area. There are even some permanent resident populations in Florida. They are found in marshy areas, but are commonly seen in grain fields during migration. They are a very large bird and can stand four feet in height. The majority of their feathers are gray with mature adults having white cheeks and a red cap over the eyes. The beak is black as well as the legs. The tail feathers are long and look poofy. Yes, they do when they are standing or walking. Sandhill cranes do mate for life and they have an elaborate courtship display. They also have displays that are only performed between mated pairs, which helps reinforce their bonds every year. There is a call. Oh, their call, excuse me. 
Their call is a harsh rattle that can become overwhelming, overwhelmingly loud at wintering grounds or stopover spots during migration. They also use this call during flight and between mated pairs. Yes, they get very loud. If you've ever heard them, you will definitely recognize it. A crane fossil found in Nebraska dated at 10 million years old is structurally identical to the sandhill crane. This makes them the oldest known bird species still alive today. That is totally cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. That is awesome. Yes. All right. Next, we'll travel to the mountains of Arizona to see and hear the white-breasted nuthatch. My favorite These bird. small birds, yes, I, uh, I can't, I, I can never not watch a nuthatch. So these small birds can be found throughout North America from the mid-Canada to southern Mexico. They are year-round residents wherever they are found. They prefer deciduous forested areas where they feed on insects, spiders, seeds, and nuts. White-breasted nuthatches are a small bird at only five to six inches with a black head, oh, sorry, with black head feathers that travel down the neck where they end in a little half ring. They have a grayish blue feathers cover their back, their wings, and their tail. The face, the throat, and the belly are white. The beak is black on top and a silvery gray below, and it is a sharp chisel shape. They are a pleasure to watch in trees where they cling to the trunk and they travel up and down with a little hop. They never back up when they need to travel down the tree. They'll actually turn around and they will face the ground in what looks like a gravity-defying movement. So nuthatches have a distinctive call that has been compared to the laughter of a baby. I have to admit, it is one of my favorite sounds, and I can't help but smile every time I hear it. Yes. Our last bird is the symbol of the United States, and believe it or not, is found in Arizona. The bald eagle is often associated with the coastal region, with coastal regions, but does winter in the interior of Arizona. It can be found throughout North America, from coast to coast, and up into Canada at some point during the year. They are a striking combination of white and brown feathers with mature adults having a head of white feathers, a body of dark brown feathers, and a tail of white feathers. The deep hooked beak is yellow, as is their legs. Juveniles are dapply brown all over with a gray beak. Bald eagles are typically found in habitats near water and can be seen near the Lower Verde River, Bartlett Dam, Alamo Lake, Pleasant Lake, and the San Carlos Lake in Arizona. Large numbers are also common along the Mogollon Rim and throughout the White Mountains. 
Their call is a bit of an unexpected sound from such a regal-looking bird. But once you've heard it, you'll always remember it. The calls that you hear in movies and TV when they show a bald eagle in flight is actually the call of the red-tailed hawk. Yeah, a little bit of movie trivia for you there. <laughs> All right, well, that is it for our fifth and final installment of Birding by Ear in the Southwest. I hope that you guys have enjoyed it and it has encouraged you to be take that next step in birding and become a birder by ear because that is such a great skill. So be sure to practice with a picture and the calls side by side and you'll be a birding by ear expert in no time. Bird song provided by Macaulay Library at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. Broad-tailed hummingbird call recorded by Brett Gleitzman and flight jingle recorded by Paul Marvin. Crested Caracara, recorded by Anne Denberg. Sandhill Crane, recorded by Lawrence Halsley. White-breasted Nuthatch, recorded by Will Hirschberger. And Bald Eagle, recorded by Scott Olmsted.